dancing out to my new new intro music here, man. Welcome everybody to another dumb podcast. I actually just recorded this earlier. I didn't hit the record button, but that's okay. No one knows that, but me. But uh, now y'all. But welcome everybody to another dumb podcast. This is your host Brad. How are y'all doing today? This this is July twenty second. Where um, I don't know what episode this is. It's like 30, 32? I don't know. But I uh, hope y'all liked last week's uh, with Tommy. Oh no, this is thirty one. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Sorry. But uh, the one with Tommy, man, I really enjoyed that one. I, uh, you know, I think we all learned a lot, learned a lot about ourselves. But uh, yeah, y'all should uh, give that a listen. Y'all, because this one's going to be interesting. This is going to be with Alex Rodriguez. That's right. His name is Alex Rodriguez. But uh, he's a uh, he's a real analytical guy. His name, you know, it's not the Alex Rodriguez. I know the fun jokes are going to come upon that, but no, this is uh, Alex Rodriguez, and he, uh, he. He has fun numbers with uh, COVID. And I came upon him from somebody who retweeted him. And then I kind of looked at a lot of the tweets that he had. And he was like, he's like not a guy at all, like giving his like, not giving his opinion on anything. It's just straight numbers. Just look at the numbers and see what's going on here. And this is what Alex Rodriguez has brought to what Alex has brought. And I was fascinated. I was like, man, I've never seen this. You know, it's not something that's been widely touted in media of some sort. No, it's just guys straight up going the numbers. And, you know, he's also alluding to a crisis in, uh, at the border. And I found that interesting. So, um, yeah. So we have a really great podcast. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. And he was, uh, he's actually a local guy. Uh, he's actually found out he was a P1. He's like, hey, I listened to that Bob Sturm interview. I really liked it. Hey, good guy, though. But uh, me and Alex have a nice conversation. He teaches me all about statistics. And yeah, um, there's a lot of... Uh, go As you're listening, go to the show notes because I'm going to put up a little bit more links than I usually do because this is uh, very fascinating stuff. And um, Alex provides a lot of information, a lot of links, a lot of... Uh, Really good stuff, and I, I I really enjoyed everything that he he brought to the table, and hopefully it's not um, obviously it's easy enough that I can process it. So hopefully it's over the air, you're able to process process that too. So um, and one bit of information I want to get to um, now. Listen, I know last week and maybe some of the other podcasts y'all been listening to, you've heard what would be deemed as a advertisement well it is an advertisement and i will let you know that it's not really of um i don't know it's not something i really wanted to do um it's just kind of something i was like ah, it's on the table just go ahead and take it but um yeah so there's a little ad and it's nothing really you know fast forward it you don't gotta listen to it uh but it 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 puts a little money in my pocket and that's obviously gonna give you know will me to go and find another guest and do interesting things on this podcast but also on top of that you'll see the link down there but there's a way to be a supporter of the podcast there's a way to do like a monthly subscription i think you can do one dollar five dollars whatever and i really i've actually talked to anchor and i've said hey it'd be nice if you know there was a way to maybe put some things like if you gave five dollars we do a podcast and we, you know, I don't know. We, 
something that's more behind a paywall of some sort, which would be better than I think than, uh, oops, didn't mean to do that. So we'll see what happens with anchor. I, I'm that that's the hosting site that I have and that does a podcast. that's really easy to use. I'm not doing an ad right now, but I'm just telling you this is what's happening. So, but we have our first month or our first supporter and his name is Mark and I'm not gonna say his last name, but, um, Mark is a crazy person, and I will say that. He's a crazy person, but he's also a really great guy. Um, I can't express how much I appreciate someone going, hey, here's five bucks. I'm like a, I'm like a bum on the side of the road over there podcasting, and he threw five bucks at me, and I, I greatly appreciate it. And um, I have no delusions of grandeur that this is going to be anything of, you know, I call the boss up. By the way, I got a job offer, so I'm going back to work here soon. So, um, but I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, I have no delusions of grandeur that this is going to be anything that's going to be, I have a monetization of any any type. But um, as uh, I believe Bob Sturm said this once, uh, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make dollars, then it doesn't make it don't make sense. I probably screw that up really bad, but yeah, I mean, if you're if there's money to be made, then I don't think anybody should really be mad at that. But I'm obviously not going to be like, I want your money. Ah. It's nothing like that. It's it's a you know, if someone's going to say, hey, can I put an ad in there and it's not going to disrupt the podcast, I'll give you money for it. Sure, let's do it. Um. And I'm open to that. If anybody's got some type of sponsoring ideas, I don't you know, bring them to me. I'll try to give you the numbers and you'll probably laugh. But uh, there are some numbers. So people are listening. And I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of every last one of y'all who listen. So, But uh, if you hear an ad, just fast forward it and whatever. Or do whatever I tell you to do in the ad. Jesus. So... Um, and if you want to support the podcast, there's a link down at the bottom. I uh, I will never not take your money, and I appreciate it. And it's uh, uh, brought out, it's brought to your eye. I'm serious, you know, uh, it's been a tough month, and things have have really started looking up. I actually got a note today that I will be getting my stimulus. That's right. All you jack wagons got your stimulus on time. Well, I didn't. Everybody got stimulus. My grandmother, my parents who don't need it. Uh, my, yeah, my rich brother-in-law. He doesn't need it. Well, he got one. Uh, so yeah, I'm getting my stimulus finally. So things are looking up. And then I got a job offer today, and I took it. And it's just everything seems to be finally coming together. So I'm sorry for this long intro, but I feel like I I had some things to talk about in that. But uh, here's Alex Rodriguez. Yes, the Alex Rodriguez and J-Lo. We talk about uh, COVID numbers. But it, it's it's a really fun podcast. I uh, It's interesting, at least, for me. But uh, I've got all the links down there. Follow Alex. Um, it's just such a great podcast. Thank you so much. I love y'all. I love you all. I really do. See ya. And here is the podcast. And we're off. All right. Okay. What's up, Alex? Hey, uh, so let me let me start off by welcoming everybody to another dumb podcast. I am Brad C. Um, we have a nice, interesting guest today. Um, 
he's definitely I think more smart uh, a little smarter than me I already screwed up that line so I'm just proving that you are going to be more he's uh is uh much smarter than I am and uh wiser he's he's a lot older you think Alex guy would be a little younger but he you know he's an older guy ancient. you're ancient you know no, you're not ancient but you no, I'm not ancient seems like you know your stuff and uh uh I have a rod on. I've always wanted to have a rod. I didn't want to do any a rod jokes, but I just had to. But we have Alex Rodriguez on the line with us. Um, there's a reason why I brought Alex on. Alex has been, I believe, making waves on uh, Twitter lately. He's been getting retweeted by some pretty high up guys uh, by basically putting out info. You don't really. I've never, at least the parts that I've seen, you've not put any, like, I think, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're just strictly putting out facts, and that's that's just what you're doing. And you're putting about facts about COVID, about uh, about numbers. And you're you're kind of an analytical guy, and, um, yeah, that's that's kind of why I found you. And we're going to talk about that, okay? Uh, sorry, okay. Alex. I, we're going to talk about that, but first... And foremost, I'm gonna have to rant a little bit, Alex. You might, if you get uncomfortable, you can just sit there. We're gonna get you. The, we're gonna get to the COVID stuff. <laughs> you can hey, it's your podcaster. No, yeah, you. But you can, uh, you can chime in as well. You can even disagree with me. I've had guys in here that have uh, disagreed with me, and I have no problem with that at all. But I first and foremost need to talk. I mean, COVID's COVID's real serious. It's it's something I've uh, I've been racking my brain about a lot it's affected me personally but uh i gotta talk about portland oregon and what's been going on with portland oregon and i don't really want to talk about any of the other protests and and what have you about george floyd and anything else that's besides the point because portland's a whole other animal this is not something that's uh i think is actually should be put it placed into a separate corner where this is, I mean, we're going on, I don't know how long ago, what's Memorial Day? I don't know how long ago it's been now, but I would say a month or so, but, uh, well, well over a month, right? Yeah, so month and a half. And month, really, yeah. Portland, I feel like Portland's been for a longer than that. Like, <laughs> yeah. just well, well, they talk, some weird stuff going on over but, there. But they talk about now that they've been, they've been rioting. I believe now we're getting in tonight. If they do anything tonight, which I'm sure they are, it's going to be the 55th night of not protesting. We're talking about riots. I mean, just full-on riots. And I'm going to collect myself here and try to, <laughs> try to really uh, get to the point where I'm saying, because I've, I've had a lot of people on this subject that I, I really actually respect and like who've, I believe you've gotten this completely wrong. And uh, Alex, you don't know really anything about me, but I do have, uh, I would say, a libertarian uh, tinge to me. Uh, I can even be extreme sometimes. I'll I'll get so upset I'll become like an anarcho-capitalist. Like I just just rip it all down to the ground. But and I'm not a real I'm not really even a big fan of police at times. But um, I will say. Uh, the big the big debate that's been going on is that there was this video of this uh, this poor child getting taken off of the streets and I think he was 30 years old but uh, he was getting taken off of the streets by an unmarked vehicle and an un 
uh, I can't. I guess they say un unidentified uh, militarized uh, personnel was taking him off the streets, and everyone just went crazy over it. And I kind of initially, whenever I saw it, I kind of had this thought. I was like, well, "Yeah, that's um, that doesn't seem good." I kind of uh, I don't really uh, like the. Uh, when you see like militarization of police and stuff like that, I kind of, uh, I wince a little bit because I think there, it can be bad things that go along with that. But as you read more into the story, there's this, uh, federal building. It's the Mark O Hatfield, uh, federal courthouse is where this is all. Yeah. Well, this is all centered around is this courthouse. It's a federal courthouse. And, um, so the guy got taken off of the streets and they were like, who are you? Where? I wish I had the video. I could pull that up, but it's there. It's kind of a, it's infantile, uh, speaking. They're like, use your words, use your words. I'm like, <laughs> like, that's what I tell my, my daughter whenever she's just losing her mind or something like that. I, I tell her to use her words. So they're using that infantile uh, talking, but this guy that they pull off the street is like, whoa, I didn't do nothing. And you look at him. He has a helmet on. He has goggles. He has, and he's dressed in all black. And so they take him off and, you know, whatever. But he, he goes on to other newspapers and tells of his experience which is crazy because in secret police, usually they don't hear from you. <laughs> right. They, they took that guy and we never saw him again. Well, no, he was, yeah. de- he was detained. On the news. For, he was detained right. for, he was detained for 90 minutes. And they, I see what they were doing is from what I'm hearing is they, these federal officers are actually, they're literally just watching. That's all they've done. They have cameras. They have, there are people watching Watching all these just complete idiots trash this federal building, uh, federal courthouse, and they go, okay, go ahead, you know, damage it up, but we're not done with you. That's <laughs> what they do, and they uh, so then as you as they walk away, then they come and grab them because they they've marked these people. They say we've got them, and then they grab them, and uh, the whole thing also with. Uh, the story was they came up in a minivan, which is pretty hilarious. But uh, the the minivan was unmarked, and everyone just got crazy about it being unmarked. And then they were they weren't identified. They didn't have any patches, even though I saw one that said police. But regardless, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just a it's like a movie, man. Well, yeah, it yeah. is. It is it's it's a, a bad it's a, comedy or it's something. It's a very bad comedy. <laughs> That's what. Uh, but uh, it's um. So I actually sat and watched a 47-minute press conference of the DHS, the head of DHS, and then some other law enforcement agency, you know, guys that I probably should hate, but in this circumstance, I kind of like, hey, man, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. When, when, you, when you mess around with federal, uh, federal courthouses, like, uh, I'm sorry, I kind of don't feel bad for you. Like you, you yeah. reap, you reap what you sow, and it is kind of funny in a, in a sense. You know, people, you know, it's actually in the law. Like if you screw with a federal building, the federal 
officials will come out and drag you <laughs> off the streets. It's just what they they're they're able to do that. Um, I'm trying to get where I was at though. Um, so they grabbed the guy out of the street. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I do that. No a lot. worries. I do that a lot in this podcast. You're but, ranting, so I can. That happens. It is, but only because I, I've been thinking about this all day, and just okay. So what? What were they supposed to do? Just let them burn the federal courthouse down. Now I've seen the federal courthouse, and it's pretty big. I, don't, I really doubt that they could. I mean, they I imagine they guess they could, but right. uh, it's heavily heavily armed. Like you can't just jump in there, and they've boarded everything up. Which is, if you go look at it, um, there's like this long. It's almost like a long alleyway kind of looking thing, and it's it looks like uh, you ever see the bad part of uh, the Batman movies in Gotham yeah. City, just right. just for graffiti everywhere. It's just pure mayhem. You're like, I can't believe this is the United States. If people were like uh, doing this in like Venezuela, you'd be like, oh my gosh, such you know, such animals. We just can't believe this. Right. Is, I can't believe this is happening. Um, and so. Everyone kind of went up in arms and said, I, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I watched that DHS uh, press conference, 47 minutes. I, I skipped through, but I got the gist of it. Um, these guys were absolutely in the right. And I and that hurts me to say that. But uh, it sounds like they were probably in the right to drag these people out because this has been going on for a long time, a real yeah. long time. This isn't some isolated answer. Oh, you know, I... This is just DHS just coming and running amok. No, this has been going right. on. And there were, you know, I, from people who were, um, you know, going, I can't believe they're dragging people out. And, and a lot of people in the battles are like, they were still right. Like, they're still rioting right now. They're still protesting. Like, why? Why are you still protesting? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really even make sense to just still protest. I mean, I mean, yeah. guess, I mean, you guess you can protest. I'm not saying you can't. It's just, I think we all made our we all made our point in everything that we were doing, and also we were. I thought we were kind of a little worried about the COVID, so maybe we could calm down a little bit. And, yeah, uh, and kind of go inside. Yeah, it, I'd hate to be in. Uh, I mean, law enforcement's a tough business right now, and so just in Portland in general, it just has been. You know, they've kind of probably allowed too much too much leeway there for a while, and then you add in. The fact that there's a lot of people out of work and oh, yeah. COVID, and I mean, it's just a bad combination it's a all around. For disaster, no. yeah, yeah, and it's election year, and I mean, there's just there's like seven or eight different things <laughs> that are all kind of combining to make this thing a, a train wreck over there. And For sure, I don't know how you fix it. I'm glad I'm glad I don't have to fix it because that's a oh, absolutely. I've and but it's only it's it's I'm trying to put a good, good good comparison, but it's like maybe it's like a child. Who sits there in the grocery store and is just r- running amok and just losing their minds. The parent is just sitting there going, come on, I'm telling you, come on, just stop, stop. And I'm not saying this is ever right. Cause I don't think, uh, I don't really think you should, you should, you should touch your child. Oh my gosh, Jesus. I got spanked. The t- I understand. I got spanked around the grocery store. <laughs> I know. I'm just being political. No. I, I but, but, no. but, uh, <laughs> But let's say the parent finally just, or maybe even, so one parent is trying to calm down. Another parent's going, I am freaking tired of this. And just wallops the kid and knocks him, knocks him straight down on the ground. And uh, I don't know, it sounds horrible. 
but I think the kid probably stops. And that's what's going to be happening right now is because you've run amok throughout the entire country and you're, it's, it's kind of funny though. I mean, the federal, the federal hands come in whenever their building is getting attacked, but all the individual buildings and, you know, businesses that have been ransacked, they kind of go, eh, yeah, that's your problem. You know, uh, that's that part I'm not real happy about. They can only get mad whenever it's their shit. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I think a lot of smart people have come out and said, this is just horrible. And, um, oh, and then the other, the other half, and then we're going to get to COVID. I'm, I'm so sorry, Alex, that we took this. That's all right. This, I know you said you had a rant. So I, I told you I did, but I, I, um, yep. So the other it's your friend, show, man. the other I know I know, but I really want to get to the stuff <laughs> that we were going to talk about. But I, I literally I could not let I can let another episode go because this was probably fade out into the into the stream and I won't ever be able to voice it out. But um, here's another trend: is uh, in my libertarian type groups, uh, there's some people that have been going mm, sucks. Uh, telling, I mean, just being honest, the people in the black and rioting all day they're communists they're marxists they're what have you um and i'll tell you right now uh i will never ever ever defend them i don't care i will never uh, um uh i guess you could give me a situation but when i see a bunch of marxists and commies out i'd really my uh sorry I just yeah. don't, I don't have, my empathy is not with you. If there's something really bad, like if they came to your home and uh, they suspected you and it was a no-knock raid or something like that, then I would probably be like, yeah, that's probably screwed up. They wish they would have, you know, caught you in the act or they had some real definitive proof. But when you're walking around the street in bl- all black and going, I, didn't, I wasn't doing nothing. Y- yeah, you were. And, and even if you weren't, you are dressed as one who are acting up. So just saying sucks to be you. And I know, yeah. I know some people won't, uh, I don't really want to defend, you know, federal police or something like that. You know, they're, but they do have a tough job. I get it. I get it. You know, it's, I, I saw one person, I can't, I wish I could pull that up, but the enemy of my enemy uh, I mean, they're still my enemy at that point. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're still, uh, so, I'm sorry. I mean, the problem is, is no commie or Marxist has ever tried to defend me. So I have no, I have no, uh, desire to ever defend one of them either. So that's, yeah. that's my end of my rant on, on, on Portland. We just uh, got too many things going on at the same time, man. It's just crazy. We got and, COVID, and, we got all the protests, we got the it's Portland, co- we got Seattle, Chaz last month. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's, I, can't, it, I can't process all of it, to be honest with you. I'm which trying is to just cra- focus I, I in on what that, I can do. That is what <laughs> you are here for. You focused in on one subject, and one subject only, is... You didn't. Even, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you keep up with the numbers in COVID. Uh, by the way, guys, we're stopping Portland, and now we're getting onto the COVID thing. This is what I got Alex on here for uh, was was COVID numbers, um, specifically in Texas and specifically in the border. In the border, and this is what illuminated me. To uh, I, I was like, hey, why are the numbers kind of popping up? And there's got to be more. 
more to this and what do you think that you found throughout i mean hold on another thing i want to stop before we do anything else before we go through the numbers and what have it um me and alex are not doctors we do not have any type of medical training of some sort uh i'm an emt so it's a basic first aid but i know nothing about infectious diseases of any sort uh this is strictly about numbers and what's going on and um uh, you shouldn't. You should use this podcast as a way to maybe just use your own critical thinking skills and going, huh? What should I do here? Because we're. I'm not really wanting to sway anyone one way or another. I just feel like maybe you should take the information and if you still lock yourself up in the house and you still wear a mask inside your car, just go right ahead. I don't care. It doesn't really matter. But as other things have happened and I've, I've told a text Alex about the, you know, this stuff's personal to me that I've lost, I've lost a, a job to this. There's, I've got kids that have you know been deplaced, displaced from a school and there's uh there's a lot of, you know, and then jobs that I wanted to have, I couldn't have because there's budgetary cuts and they can't hire me right now. So it stinks. Right. So, it's, and that's why it's personal to me. So, yeah, no. And for me, kind of the same thing, you know, I, I started off, in March, like everyone else, just thinking this was gonna, you know, Ebola times a hundred or thousand, and you know, if you got this, you was a death sentence. And so we, you know, I'd like everyone else. I, I got in my house and and uh, stayed locked in, and I was the only one that would leave for for groceries or whatever. And we were following the mandates. And uh, you talking about, you know, we're not doctors, and 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 that's very true. But we do, you know, I started analyzing data pretty quickly in, into this, and especially in April when there was some some predictions coming out from like IHME talking about the, you know, the amount of hospitals that were going to be required or hospital beds, and we were going to exceed capacity, and they were initially talking about 2 million deaths, and then the, they changed it down to 60,000, and then they went back up to 200. I mean, they've been all over the map, right? And, and it was at that time that I started kind of scratching my head going, huh, this these numbers just aren't these aren't numbers aren't matching up with what they predicted. And so that's when I got kind of got into the data analysis piece of, of COVID and started finding accounts, um, you know, that were kind of also having that same bent of, of looking at, at numbers. And, um, you know, there is, there has been some pushback here, especially in the last month as I've kind of grown uh, my following on some of the things I'm posting about at the border specifically, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, you know, anyone that tells you that you, uh, can't analyze data because it, you're not a doctor. You're not in the field. You know what they're really telling you is their data is special. And I read this on Twitter it, that their data is special and that it's unlike un- any other data that there is in the world. And so, therefore, you're not allowed to even speak about it. When really, data is numbers are numbers, right? And <laughs> I'm sorry, going, you, sound, you sounded like Trump with my numbers are the best numbers, and it's like yeah, no, I don't <laughs> have like, the best numbers ever. That's for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like okay, but, the numbers is numbers. I mean, yeah. But yeah, but going to the border, um, you know, there's been other areas where I focused in on. I, I, I this is really honestly, this is a terrible hobby. Right? I, I, that's what I asked. COVID you. as a hobby. Whoever wanted to do is your hobby. COVID. Well, that's, that's what I was asking about you. I was like. Why are you doing this? I was wondering. Yeah. I go, are you? I was, are you a I journalist? To do. I was. Are you a journalist yeah, and I, or something? And I was. I started <laughs> and I and the numbers kind of intrigued me. Uh, you know, because it was became a dashboard. It was like Sports Center every day. The deaths and the and the in the cases, You're right? And, yeah. and the graphing and all the people that were reporting on it. And so, I, you know, that's kind of my wheelhouse anyway. I like stats. I like baseball stats and football stats and everything else stats and then numbers in general for other things, even not beyond sports. 
So that kind of hooked me in a little bit. And then the fact that the numbers weren't coming in like they had predicted was the other big piece for me that kind of got me into this. But yeah, going to the border from a data perspective, when the numbers started kind of rising in Texas, you know, late June uh, in yeah. cases, and then and then the deaths started kind of following suit. I started wondering, well, where are these deaths coming from? You know, that that information's available on you know on the Texas State uh, Health Services website. You can get like a CSV download and and see the daily numbers per county. Uh, so I started looking at these counties and started noticing pretty quickly that some of these numbers were pretty heavy coming in from counties that I knew personally, just having been grown up on the border, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised, um, that, hey, I was like, Hidalgo, I know where that is. I know where Cameron County is. I know El Paso, obviously El Paso County. I know all these counties were, you know, Reynosa and, and McAllen and all these cities on the border. And uh, so, so I started tracking it. And it's sure enough, I mean, it's just gotten bigger and the story's just gotten bigger and bigger to the point where Hidalgo County right now is is um the epicenter of the 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 border epidemic you know it mexico's pandemic is they're right in the throes or they were about three to four months behind us Mm -hmm. in regards to the COVID 19 reaching them and so right now they are in their their march of 2020 um it's it's the the numbers are starting to really you know they've been wrapping up for a while i think they may be close to peaking for one second though um to try to somewhat get into the numbers about um, so in late June it goes you know you're starting noticing these numbers in the border towns and right I saw the numbers that you had on here was it 44 percent no that's I guess that's recently is 44 percent of the deaths were coming from these border towns yeah so even today I mean the last four days it's over 40 percent of all of Texas is occurring along the border as far as deaths. So um, the entire state of Texas, you know, you got Dallas and, and Harris and, and Bexar, which are kind of leading, but you got Hidalgo County, which is actually number one in the state in July by a long ways, way more than Houston, way more than Dallas, way more than San Antonio and most counties. I mean, Hidalgo is, is um, over 300 deaths in like 20, 28 days or 22 days, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then you add in, and you know, you add in the other counties that are close to that, which would be Cameron County and, and um, uh, you know, right along the, the lower Rio Grande Valley, uh, Star County. And then you go up all the way up to all the way to El Paso. And it's the whole county, the whole border as a, as an area is 9% of the population. If you take all the border counties that, that border the Rio Grande, um, it's 9% of the population. And over the last month, it's uh, 27 percent plus of the deaths right so it's like three times three the population times, yeah. yeah of uh, is, is accounting for you know the deaths in texas so there's obviously a, a massive problem going on down there and there's been reporting on, on hidalgo here especially recently there was a uh, an article i tweeted that got uh, it, was, it was channel four the local mcallen channel four news uh, reported about you know treating of of uh, mexican nationals and people coming across the border and to, I want to make sure I, I put out there. I don't have any issue with treating people, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're sick, let's treat them. I, that I, I had, that that's the right thing to do. These I don't either. Care. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're sick. I mean I'm not have no issue with with like we need to close a border and not let anyone come across. Well, my issue has been is like that data that's coming in from the border should be considered separately or at least considered differently, and 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 kind of factored into your decision making as a state to where you're not. You're not closing down schools in Wichita Falls 
or you know doom us end up in the panhandle or something like that where there's no outbreak because hidalgo county is in the throes of and so the press and the media and everyone's you know massively scared about all the deaths that are happening in texas when a giant percentage of that is happening on the border county so that that's provable just by the death numbers and then you add in the hospitalizations that are because the hospitals there they don't have big hospitals down in hidalgo county and and Star County and, uh, and 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 Cameron, so they transfer people up because they run around a capacity. So they're transferring people into San Antonio and Houston and Galveston and Austin, and so there's no telling the amount of fatalities that are occurring in those counties that are directly related to people being transferred up from the from the border because there's just not capacity in the in the in the and, border hospitals right now. Well, that's what it, we were also saying that uh, I believe Houston was getting a big bulk of those. Or hurt. yep. They they are. Houston's getting a big bulk, and and I I'm trying to correlate it with a clean map. I haven't been able to really do a good job of presenting a a, a chart, and so I haven't done it. But there's a correlation where you see you, you can see Hidalgo and and Cameron and and the lower Rio Grande Valley TSA area for the hospitals area will will bump up two three hundred cases uh, or or beds, and then over the next couple of days it'll start to decline, and then you'll see a couple of days later Houston take on two or 300 or a hundred and it's just kind of this pattern but the chart when i when i try to chart it it's just not quite perfect yet and I, it doesn't look what i want it to look and so i you know it's it's not it's not provable 100 percent yet yeah but um so i haven't presented it but the, it's 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 really obvious there's some articles that they they flew some they flew somebody in a small airplane from hidalgo to amarillo because they had free beds up there that that i tweeted that article um there's been some articles about houston um, so, and, and it, it makes sense, right? The hospitals are, they're overwhelmed down there and they're just doing the best they can. They're transferring. But again, it's like, can we not then be process honest. that data? But then be honest right. about those numbers and say, okay, yes. we have, I mean, well, I don't know why that's such a, a, a faux pas thing to say is going, there are people who are not of citizens and I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm actually fully for treating these people who, who come across the border. Yes, that's for fine. sure. But what happens though is... What happens in Hildago County should not affect where I'm at in Parker County and where you're at, I think, maybe Denton County or something like that. Denton, yeah. So it makes no sense to lock either one of us down when you look at our deaths. I, I think Parker County has one death. Uh, maybe yeah, Den. I think Den has eleven deaths in July, and uh, <laughs> probably half of those deaths are reported. Are you know the way they do in deaths that most of the deaths aren't even by uh, date of death; it's by date of report. And a lot of those date of deaths are June. So Den County probably has five or six people in July that actually died in the month of July. Yeah, right. But you'd look at Hidalgo has three hundred and forty-four deaths in twenty twenty-one days. Holy and, moly! And uh, population. Population nine hundred eight hundred thousand, right? Cameron County is like five hundred thousand. They've got seventy-seven deaths, and you add up those border counties, it's almost six hundred deaths in twenty-one days. Well, I mean, you, it's psychotic. If the numbers you, if that are that coming was, out of there. If that, if those were the numbers that were coming out of like Tarrant County or Dallas County, I might actually be a little concerned. Like, I would be like. Like if those were like the initial numbers, like, you'd be like, "Whoa, right. what the hell is going on here?" Well, it's not. It's not. Not, not to say <laughs> Dallas. Like Dallas, I think Dallas isn't doing that great either. It's been no, a bad Dallas month definitely for isn't. Texas. But I mean, I think Dallas is at 187 deaths right now this month, and you know that's a lot of deaths. And again, some of those deaths are going to be reported. Those are some June deaths and some May deaths. But let's just say, let's just take it for on face value, 180 deaths. 
that's Dallas County, right? And I think Harris County has the exact same number. They're right at that same 187 for the month. But then you look at uh, Hidalgo, which is either four to six times smaller than either of those counties. It has almost double the amount of deaths. And there's just no way you can not account for the fact that it's, you know, there's a 100-foot wide river that's separating two nations, one of which is in the throes of its pandemic, uh, and people are coming across. And I tweeted multiple articles uh, on my account about uh, people coming across for medical care. The doctors can't uh, tell you no, and the Border Patrol can't. If you if you come over to the Border Patrol and say, I need care for COVID-19, they are they, they have to let you across. Yeah. And again, I think that's gr- like it's good. That's a good ethical right thing medically to take I, I would care not of just people go lay, that are I, suffering. Yeah, I don't. You can say whatever you want on your um, what you think about the border, and and I have some opinions on it or whatever. But sure, that's just ethically correct. Is just yes. is to take care of them. But that but we have right. to be honest with the numbers. And I know no one ever no one right now wants to be honest with the numbers and just say you know I it's either. Ah, screw this is a hoax, or you know, screw you, this is a uh, you know, black plague, and we, right. we can't think of things in that uh, binary kind of thinking. It's just like it's either yeah. this or that. And it's like no, we, it's it's much more nuanced than anybody who ever. Yes, wants to, there's yeah. we're terrible at nuance these days. It's like we have no no ability to do nuance. Well, like no one even knows what nuance means anymore. Like, what nuance? What I had to look it up last month, but yeah. Yeah, like we should be throwing resources at the border, right? I mean, I'm totally sure. on board with that. Like field hospitals, whatever we got to do to fix that situation. But we shouldn't be closing, uh, you know, Amarillo ISD or whatever because yeah, they sure. got three deaths in the county. Uh, they had a, you know, and early on they kind of had it. The Panhandle kind of got it hit pretty good. But like we gotta, we gotta be better as a as a leadership and as a government and a, everything else. I, I just think that they just can't seem to be able to process all this data coming in and it's almost like self-inflicted on that too like this will be a little small rant but you know we we demanded all this testing right like we had to have anything that moved be tested right and so now we're doing that i mean we're doing like almost a million tests a day in the united states right it's just a crazy number i didn't i didn't notice that i'm I'm not to mess with your rant but i didn't know that uh i knew the test had ramped up but i just had no clue at the yeah. the veracity of how much we're testing now. Yeah, we're gonna do like twenty eight million tests this month. I mean, it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> and we did the flu every year. We don't even test like but six seven hundred thousand people in the country for we the just, whole flu go, season, yeah, yeah. and we're testing twenty eight million in a month. Right? It's just nuts. But so we have so we have so much testing coming in. So we have so much data so coming in. We're now. on a data overload now. When you're in that, it's point. massive data, and the government's not. They have no systems to handle any of that no. massive data and so they're just it's the same reporting that was happening in march like hey well we had so-and-so number of cases and we had so-and-so number of deaths and there's no like processing or categorization or or accounting for any of this giant number because that we asked for we shot ourselves in the foot asking for this kind of data to come in and then we have no ability to process any of it so the border numbers just get thrown into the daily death numbers and no one knows that there's, you know, 30% almost of the deaths are from the border because there's not even hardly like it takes a dude like me on Twitter to go pull a CSV file down and like look at the numbers to report it because it's, it's not happening at the state level. Literally have yeah. Alex Rodriguez at a flower mine yeah. to give us data yeah. and be like hitting home runs. Yeah, I'm sitting over here going, who's this 
guy, what? I've never, I haven't heard this from any. See, this is what's been eye opening about this podcast, which has been interesting. Is you know, I have Shelly Luther on, and that was yeah. that was one of those things where I had Shelly Luther on, and I had one opinion, I had another, blah blah blah. But I had her on, and she's like the sweetest lady ever. And then I hear about all the things that she's doing and everything, and I go, media is just absolutely not honest. They have no desire to be honest. They have no, and it takes some, okay, it takes some guy named Alex Rodriguez out of Flower Mound. It takes some idiot named Brad to have a podcast. To, hey, maybe let's go over the data and let's figure out exactly what's going on. And right. I find that to be the most frustrating part of a lot of this is it's like, well, I don't have an agenda. I don't. I don't care right. about any. You know, I have an agenda, I guess, to get back to work and and uh, right. Make, exactly. I, I have that. Man, I have that agenda. I. I. Let me tell you how biased I am. I want to make money <laughs> so I can feed my family this week. So, <laughs> like I said at the beginning, this is the worst hobby, man. I, I'm. I just. I can't even imagine. You know, four months ago to tell me, hey, you're going to be uh, this COVID data analyst, and I'm like, what? What are you? What is COVID? Number one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now here, four months later, you know, I'm crunching numbers on my off hours. You know, trying to you know weekends and late at night, trying to trying to figure some of these things out. Just because you know, I feel like kind of started with my with my own. I have two kids, and I wanted to make sure that you know they're younger. Obviously, they're that generation uh, where they're more social media oriented, and Mm -hmm. they're hearing more of the headlines and Twitter trends, which aren't always favorable to, to, you know, the things that I, that I, uh, you know, land on. And, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of fear and, and justifiably so, right. It's not like they were unjustifiably scared. Everyone was scared, especially in March and, and April. But so I was just trying to help them almost at the beginning, just like, Hey, look, it's, it's, it's not as quite as bad as they're saying. And, that's kind of was almost like the genesis of my, kind of why I you realize along how with controver- the data. You know what's crazy is how controversial that statement is. It's yeah. just saying it's again like we were joking when we we I don't think we were recording, but we were like, I, you know, we're on team not that bad from last week. They just oh, say, yeah, yeah. just saying that. Did you say that? You know, right. Just, just just saying those simple words is it's just not that bad. Is yeah. controversial and blasphemy, and now with yeah now with seeing your data i kind of go it's not it's just not that bad yeah i mean it's 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 a it's a serious virus right it's not like it's uh yeah. it's, it, for sure i mean it's I, i've been reading some some pretty high and to, again sadly this is my hobby right i've been reading some pretty high-end scientists and going through some things and they're talking like basically the the way that they're portraying this this pandemic is it's it's a very serious it's comparable to a very serious flu pandemic right it's not the flu uh but it's it's similar serious it's kind of the numbers and the result of it is real similar to a a a bad flu pandemic and so that's not nothing to be shaking a stick at i mean that's a serious thing but at the same time is it you know after we shut down for those two months and we kind of or you know i wish it was supposed to be two weeks and then ended up being basically two months um did we need to continue going forward with the same strategy, especially once we started realizing this isn't the black plague, right? This is not two or three percent infection fatality rate. This is this is a quarter to a half percent infection fatality rate, which is uh, you know maybe two to three x more than the flu uh, generally, and mostly in the older, the really old population uh, is where it's really that's been right, the more fascinating. Really hitting you. You actually just tr- tweeted this out today. 
which I guess we can talk about, is the right the risk of dying from from COVID and then the age brackets, you know, yeah. and from going from COVID nineteen twenty twenty from from zero to seventeen, you're one in uh five hundred uh, five hundred fifty thousand. Uh, likely to die from from covid and then the flu is uh one in 115 uh, yeah for the young people this this disease definitely has a, a component to it which is different than the flu and it, it impacts the lungs respiratory system and so if you're you know older or you have uh, underlying health conditions which even more so than the regular flu this will get you. And I mean, the older people have really, I mean, it's been a, it's been a bad year for, for, you know, the seniors and over 75, 80. Um, so this will really get you if you, if you're older, but for the younger people like going back to schools, this is actually less impactful to them than the typical flu is. And I mean, it's like, it's like a hundred people in the entire nation under 17 have died of, of COVID, right? It's, I mean, all the deaths are occurring in the middle age and especially in the older age people, whereas flu, but, it's but a little, it can't oh, happen. It can happen. Yeah. Well, anybody, you know, as you were talking last week with uh, with Tommy, who works in Osmond, he's like, "Yeah, man, pe- you hate to you hate to tell you tell people this, and maybe it just needs to be kicked in people's heads a little bit." But people die, like healthy thirty oh year olds. If, if healthy thirty people, thirty year old people die, and yeah. sometimes we don't even know, or sometimes we do know, and it just it just yeah, and. And that chart wasn't even trying. I mean, I, no, I put no. a lot of flu statistics in there to just kind of compare. But I put in there a, an interesting one, kind of in the middle, is the de- as a death by car accident. The auto accidents, yeah. Yeah. So you take the number of auto accident deaths last, you know, last year, two years ago, and divide it by the population. You have a one in ten thousand chance of dying in an auto accident as a as a driver, right? Or as an American, one in ten thousand Americans die in an auto accident every year, and that's tragic and all that. But you look at COVID. For anyone under the age of 34, it's four, five, six, uh, a thousand times less likely to die. Yeah, for me, one uh, than in, an auto accident. In, yeah, me and me right now is one in four, forty-four thousand. Right, know, almost forty-four thousand. It's five times less likely than the auto. So, and I just so, put that in as the reference point, just almost to just no. like make people think. Well, you like, know, okay. Well, it's funny that the, you, the fear factor, yeah, right? What you what you what you put in there is something that I've actually been saying that. You know, oh no, I won't go to a large gathering with a bunch of people, but I will go drive down the street and go to to Walmart, which might be more dangerous than 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 I don't know going and I'm trying to think going to a bar or something like that. Right. I I mean, yeah, exactly. You're you are. I mean, and I, I've been using the road analogy a lot. I mean, you will you could if you want to not die from a car accident, don't leave your fucking house. But if you right. don't want to you know, if you don't want to die from COVID, don't leave your house. That's really what has been going on and that's not a reasonable way to look at things. If you right. if I told you that, well, you don't want to die, right? Well, you don't you can't leave, you know, cuz you could die on your car. We're like that's not a reasonable reaction. Okay, we in in day to day lives in our day to day to day lives we take risks in life, and right. and that's what I, what you do. I mean, the, you look at the comparable in, in these stats. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in the show notes and all that other stuff so everyone else can see. But we take risk every day with these with the regular flu. Like I could die. I I'm trying to yeah. look at my 18 to I'm yeah. Just, I'm it's, just, uh... it's it's just comparable. I'm maybe a little right. bit more likely to die from covid than flu but not not that far off yeah it's 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 not even it's like a few percentage points 
for for the younger population. Yeah, again, I mean, I, I I'm not sure. I don't know if it's social media or what it is, or if it's in election year. I I I can't put my finger on where we became so fearful of of dying because um, you know you look at the the CDC numbers that come in every year. We there's fifty five thousand people a week that die of something in the United States, whether it's heart disease or cancer or um, you know other contagious diseases, pneumonia, flu. Uh, it's just, uh, there's a myriad of things, right? Aneurysms. There's just everything. And, and it's a sad to even topic to talk about. It's just, well, again, it's a terrible, I, I, it's a terrible I, hobby, right? It is a terrible, but, ho- but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll add a little bit, you know, with these lockdowns has, has, has basically sent in a mental health crisis now along with it. And from what I, I was trying to look up today, you know, the 10th leading cause of death in the United States and stop me if I'm wrong. I guess maybe I could have looked at this up in a stupid, is suicide. And are we gonna gonna say suicide's not gone up and and this it has COVID, yeah sad. it has gone up and it's sad and it's horrible yeah and so I kind of go I know COVID's bad this yep. is gonna, this is gonna get a lot worse there's it's an account I follow that's that's kind of taken the the total number of of COVID deaths and you know, compared them to the like I was mentioning fifty five thousand people die a week that's the CDC reports that and it's like three million change a year people die. And so they look at week by week. It's like a weekly number, 55,000 ish. And over the, you know, in March and April, that there was a big jump because of COVID, you know, excess over 55,000. But as that pandemic has kind of ebbed in most of the country, that number's come back down to 55,000 again, just like it was like every other week for forever. Um, and so we're, you know, we're not losing anybody. In fact, the last couple of few weeks since the uh, middle of June, we're actually below that 55,000 number. So there's this whole thing like we're, we're, I think we're categorizing some deaths and I, and then this is, I mean, you know, this is, the, I don't want to get too much into because you have to have data to back up these things, but I think you're right. I think there's lockdown deaths. Uh, the account that I follow talks about increasing suicide, increasing people not going to the hospital because they're scared they're going to get COVID and then they die of heart attack. They die of, you know, they didn't go get their cancer screening and they, then they find out, you know, in, in July that they've got stage four when it could have been stage two, if they'd caught it in March or February. Um, which, and I think which that, a lot of that, people were told I kind of don't go to the hospital because right. COVID. Well, the hospitals weren't even open to anything, but yeah. you know, COVID or like the life you know, critical life care. But if you want to just go get a mammogram or a screening or, and the hospitals were shut, shut down for you for you know two to three months in most States and Texas, I think was open a little sooner. Um, but but yeah, so I think there's a big percentage of that 140,000 deaths that we have in, in as, as attributed to COVID, which again, it's a serious disease. I'm not minimizing it, but no. Um, but there is a chunk of that that's that's actually more lockdown related, and and they, or or the you know they had COVID as a as a as a uh, positive test, but they died of some other factor. So I you know who knows what the numbers going to end up being, but um, yeah, I think that's for sure a factor. Well. And, well, I was going to, I guess I could pull this up though, but, uh, um, since COVID had arrived, uh, 179 more Americans have died than would in a normal year. And this is coming from the New York times. Now, let me see if I can pull this up. Okay. Cause, uh, it is a, a little interesting because it, I, now they're not actually making the. I don't think they're making the assumption that um, that's. Be, well, it is because of COVID, but there's other 
factors, I think, along with that. I mean, you can't, um, hold on one second. Before you got here, I actually, this is actually what's been nice about this uh, Google Meet is that you can pull up some. Share your screen. I can't share the screen a little bit, so. But uh, can you see that? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but you said it. Well, now we had it above average, and for you, you saw that. Right. Yeah. Now this number is a little different than what I've seen. Okay. Yeah, she's saying it's one hundred seventy-nine thousand excess. Yeah. Now, but again, I think. I, you know, there's some numbers that are, I saw today where heart attack rates are down 10% and stroke is down 10%. Well, it's not even, I don't even know how that's possible if people haven't been getting care and that there's less people dying of heart attacks. I don't know if it's maybe that they're sedentary. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure what the yeah, argument is, but. I'm not sure either. I mean, I, I, again, I guess a lot of this was going to be fleshed out probably right. as a post-mortem years down the road so right we're, we're trying to do this in real time and it's kind of tough but i think it's good for somebody maybe who hopefully this wasn't boring to anybody like trying to i mean trying to go through numbers can kind of bog down people and maybe i was wanting you to you know alec explain it to me like i'm a fifth grader and <laughs> you know just give it to me how you know explain that i mean it's just yeah um i'm trying to figure out what else i wanted to go on um we did we did talk about the testing. Can you can you explain again how much I mean, I, do you think that there some people have been kind of you know, haunt no, it's not rising just because of testing or whatever and I kind of like, are you sure? I mean, from the numbers that you were giving me, we are testing i mean that was the kind of the joke whenever it first came out we need testing testing's got to be the most important thing and i'm going why is that the most important thing like right uh the most important thing is obviously uh taking care of the people who are going to be the most vulnerable and we've found out through data obviously the older folks are going to be right most vulnerable uh social distancing seems to be working i believe it probably is. I think maybe again that stuff might be flushed out later. I'm not sure. I don't know if. Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, in, in a flu season, everyone you know, wash your hands, keep your distance. If you're sick, stay home. I think some of those basic things were probably would have covered 90 percent of what we needed to do. But again, I mean, I don't know why we went through the full lockdown. But yeah, as far as testing, man, I mean, we're we're at numbers now that have never been ha- had never been done in human history, right? We're yeah. million tests a day or, or or fast approaching that number as a country and you, you don't get a million tests a day happening over at the drive-in uh testing center down over in you know Louisville. like it, it's it's not happening like they're the government is going out and they're testing you know and this happened a bunch in texas in may and june where they were testing every prison multiple times they were testing every nursing home they were testing every meat packing plant uh, every employee, and now we, and now, and then you add in what they're doing in some of these employer uh, testing. Where, for instance, Amazon has testing centers in the facility, right? And and the kind of funny thing on that, and it, you give me a minute on this one. No, no, go ahead. Is well, so what they do is that they don't want to pay for a, a a test. What they call them PCR tests is the kind of the standard. Although I hope they get a better test than PCR tests. I think they're not super super accurate yet, but you know that's the best we got. Um, that. And so instead of having to pay for a test for every employee, 
they 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 uh, fever scan you with a you know a contactless uh, gun. You know they shoot a thing at you and they get your temperature. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that at other places. Um, mm-hmm. So so they're testing. I mean, let's say they have a thousand people in their their factory doing whatever they're doing. This distribution center. So they they fever test everybody, right? And let's say they get a hundred people show a fever. Well, they let the 900 people go through, right? So now they have 100 people that have a fever. Now they take that 100 people and they take them to a testing facility inside the inside the Amazon uh, building. They have they built a testing thing there. They have like a quick test that they're using that they they're using for the NBA and they're using for all these different sports leagues. And they're testing the 100 people with fever. And they're getting like you know 18, 20 people out of that sample are positive, and so then that th- then that number gets transmitted to the state health service or the CDC or whatever, and they're so the sample is 20 out of 100, so 20% positivity rate, right? With no consideration for the fact that they just let 900 other people go through to go to work because they didn't te- they didn't scan for you know a temperature, so instead of saying well I had 20 positives out of a thousand people that I've that I've that I checked today, they're saying I had 20 people out of 100 tests. So that to me, and that's happening in hundreds of big companies. I mean, every every factory, every meatpacking plant, they're all ramping this up. So you're taking a sample of fever people, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like a sample of general populace. And again, so then what would the percentage be there? They say, oh, we got a twenty, we well, got a twenty percent positivity, twenty percent positivity. And and again, I don't even have an issue with it for the company. Like that's a great thing for the company, right? Absolutely. They're trying to keep their employees safe and they're trying to going. keep their business safe. <laughs> but you don't take that, you don't take that number and then just dump it right into the pandemic reporting system that gets to the governor and the governor goes, oh my gosh, look at this, we got fifteen percent positivity. Shut the state down. Put everyone wear a mask. Yeah, I mean. The whole like that again, going back to the very beginning of the conversation, the 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 system is just so flippant antiquated and not geared to process border, employer, uh, every nursing home, every prison, every meat packing plant, every all these facilities we're going out and contact tracing now. We got contact tracers that are tra- and we're taking this data in and it's all just a big mess and we're no one knows how to like wade through it and start saying, Okay, well here this number is the border number. This number is the employer number. We'll consider them, but this is not where we're going to make our decision for Joe Smith over in, uh, you know, Wichita Falls ISD, whether or not they can open their school or not. Right. Yeah. So it, it seems it's it crazy. Seems, it seems absolutely crazy. You know, that's the part. Um, and that's just what governments are. They there are a lot of their systems are antiquated. They don't know how to to. I mean, they're very reactive. They're never proactive on anything they've ever done. They, you tell right. them that everything's. Uh, we have a bunch of people of COVID. Oh my God, close everything down. What should we, right. you know, like, uh, but um, the thing Tommy told me is that they had had given um, an equal amount, which seems in crazy. It seems crazy is equal amount of reagent to every state. In, oh yeah, I heard in, that. And I'm going. Yep, that's yeah, about that right. That wasn't smart. That should have been based on population, <laughs> Absolutely. right? It's like yeah. those type of things. And I, I everyone can kind of um everyone had their opinion on on how, how Trump's done this, but um it's not an easy thing to do to try to to manage a 330 350 million people, you know, including people over the border. So a right. lot of it has to be um I mean, it, yeah. it's hard enough for United, you know, doing that. Then you have Texas, right. who's at twenty 
eight million or twenty nine million. Right. Trying to deal with that. Okay. But you you have it. Number one, it shouldn't be on a federal level. They should they should use it on a, on a a good way to if you need supplies of any sort. And I think that's been the best thing they can do. They can't sit there and yeah. go. Everyone, we're locking down. I don't even think. Uh, I don't even think Trump has the authority to do either or. I don't think he has the authority to lock anyone down. I don't think he even has the authority to tell you know if New York wanted to lock down. Hey, you can't lock down. He can't even tell them that. So yeah, should- yeah. I mean, I think there's been a big challenge. I, I, I'm really disappointed in the fact that we haven't been able to see our leadership, either state level or or federal level, kind of adjust and 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 bring in some additional staff or bring in some additional kind of heavy hitter at data analytics people. I feel like we're still talking to the same epidemiologists we were talking to in February and March, and I, I think I said this before, but you know these these uh, medical folks that the like governor abbott has on his staff and and trump has you know with fauci and they're they're great doctors and their goal is to keep people from dying right Mm -hmm. that's 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 all they that's their career that's what they've been trying to do so their career is to keep people from dying well they're not in the prediction business they're not in the estimation business they're not in the number data analysis business they're in the keeping people a lot so they'll tell you hey well we got to shut the country down because we got to keep people alive or we got to, you know, we got to do this. California shutting their state back down again, or they already did, um, and it's being done with the same people. Like, even though we've learned a bunch and we've taken a bunch of data in, and we we should have some people out there, some some data analysis people, some really heavy hitter engineer type people that can take these numbers, crunch them, build a system that can process it. But it hasn't been happening. We're still I feel like we just have been just spinning our wheels when we could have at least replaced the people part of it and you know whether the system no i think that's one of the best things i've i've heard about that because you know you can have your opinion on on what you think of fauci and it seems like he's a pretty smart doctor but also i think yeah uh, at the end of the day he's he is in a political system so there is a little bit of that kind of stuff that doesn't really rub me the right way but that's that's a lot to put on anyone's shoulders and go everyone look at Fauci and go hey uh Dr. Fauci uh, what should we do it's like right well no we should take okay what do you have to say okay cool what is the data looking like what is this and, right and, you know look at the economics of it look at everything that's gonna yeah it's, yeah it's so much more to to be put upon than just we're just going to listen to the doctors. We're just going to listen to science. Right. We're just going to listen to this. We're going to, no, there needs to be a collective effort. And obviously, what you said about leadership, leadership's the biggest thing about it. And someone has to make that decision, which is, it's a hard decision. It's, if you make the, the decision, the wrong one, and let's say, whoops, I just killed a million people. That stinks, and now yeah. So you so you yeah. go the other way. You go the overestimation, and like to make sure you're right, <laughs> and then you protect as many people as you can. You you say, well, you know, we could lose five million, two million people, and even though that's that honestly, obviously became you know, a number that we're not going to ever hit uh, this year for sure. Um, I don't think we'll ever hit that number, but but again, you know, he's no, a, he's no. a, there's a great doctors out there that are trying to do their job to just keep people safe, but. Um, we just we just haven't we haven't bought in people that can really process the amount of mountains of data. Well, and I think, I think there's there's ahead. accounts that I follow that I know that I, I man if I, it's like if we can put that guy in in the federal government, this guy is able to take in some limited data and 
and and kind of put together a, a, a really accurate picture of what's going on. Like we don't even have that. I don't feel like we don't even have that guy that's doing that for Texas or for for the U.S. or for California or any of these states where they haven't bought in really really strong people to to kind of help them figure this all out. And it's the same. It's the same response. It's almost like a Pavlov's dog. It's like they see case numbers go up, and so oh, we got to shut the state down. Yeah. Oh, okay, numbers go up, shut the state down. It's like that's the same reaction. Even though we've learned a ton in five months. It doesn't seem like we've learned a ton as, as far as how to respond Not uh, exactly. to these same inputs. Well, I and mean, again, we're we're learning even more. I mean, I think even I think the best case study is going to be New York, New York City, maybe New York City specifically, because I would love for people to get out and uh, go get an antibody test up in New York City. Because I was even, uh, there's a guy I follow, he's, he's just like a stand-up comedian, and I think he was traveling, and he got a he got a COVID test, and his COVID test came up negative, but his antibodies came up positive. Mm. And he had, and they were, he was like, I wasn't sick, I didn't do it. So there was something, you know, I would like to know what, I would say a lot of, I think the, the projections have been maybe 68%. I'm pulling that number maybe out of my ass. That yeah, you're talking about yeah uh, seroprevalence and the amount of antibodies that are people that have been exposed. Yeah, um, infection that we didn't detect because they didn't get tested, especially early well, when we didn't have testing. So, and what what's going on in New York City is possibly it rhymes with schmidity. Could there possibly? I guess you thought you talked a little bit about herd herd immunity. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, herd herd immunity. Herd immunity. I, I, was, I was rhyming a little bit, but uh, <laughs> there was a there's a possibility that New York City could be that case study of I think with them all being together. And this is what's different about every city is obviously I live in a more spread out. You know, I don't sit on i don't have i'm not living in a uh, skyscraper and there's not just running in, in a street with a bunch of people you just don't have that type of contact where in new york city you have a lot of contact and it sounds like you know I, I don't even know what the new york city new york city proper deaths are um i don't know what new york is i think they 32,000 yeah, people they've, died but um right. explain exactly what you've seen about her, her herd immunity and i think maybe we're seeing in new york city that that might be what has happened there and why i think their case is going down yeah i mean i think it's happened in europe too right i think it's happened in um in detroit i think it's happened in a lot of these areas where we had um heavy hit and you know that's kind of going back to this the part of we didn't have a good a lot of good data back in february and march and I remember articles coming out, um, having conversations with even my own kids about herd immunity, and everyone thought it was 80%. Like the, 80% of the population had to get herd immunity, you know, had to get infected in order for the virus to subside without a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And that number um, has been refuted by most reputable scientists. I, I, I believe, I can't say that as accurately, but I know there's, you know, Michael Levitt and, and, and Idanis, and there's, there's several. Um, that have come out with a number of uh, 15, 20 percent as, as a herd 20 percent. Yeah. And it's because we not only not only do we not only so because of the fact that the, the coronavirus uh, is a coronavirus and it's it's related to the cold and it's related uh, kind of a cousin to influenza. 
Uh, it's directly related to SARS. It's got SARS in the yeah, name. It's got SARS in the name. Yeah. Um, so it's it's um, it's similar, and our bodies have a lot of uh, what they call T cells. A lot of us have T cells from previous colds and previous exposure to other coronaviruses, similar to colds, and even some in influenza, that we have this kind of natural immunity that doesn't even require us to have been exposed to uh, this you know, COVID-19. So uh, that's where that 50, you know, the numbers are coming in from, from Sweden and from Europe, Italy, uh, these countries that got hit really hard in, in, in February and January and March, that it, it didn't take 80%. It took 15 to 20% of the population getting hit. And then the virus basically has stopped. Yeah, there's still some cases, you know, minor numbers, uh, really low. I mean, I think New York had like four deaths in the state reported, five deaths this uh, today, whereas Hidalgo County, yeah, whereas Hidalgo County had 50-something deaths, right? It's just like Hidalgo County was, uh, you know, more than 48 states or something crazy like that today. Uh, 47 states just but in one county in south texas um but yeah new york i think had four deaths or five deaths i mean they're incrementing really slow and i could probably look that up while we're talking but um so that's i think you know texas is starting to get close to that number and mexico i think is right in the throes of the peak of their 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 graph yeah and i'm hoping that we'll see them start trending down and that'll start to take the, the pressure off the border and the rest of texas in general and Maybe that'll be the end of the season for for the country. I mean, it's it's really end of seasons happen for most of the country at this point. It's just um, it's just the South, you know, Florida, and then the borders, the border states, California, Arizona, Arizona, Texas. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what kind of when it first happened, everybody kept going Arizona, Texas, Florida. Number one, my first my conspiracy theory goes, why are you naming those states? Because I guess you know you think. What are going right. to be, be the battleground states in the, in the in the election? Yeah, yeah. But then California spiked up, and you know, you kind of look at that, and you go, like, what? they're super locked down. So what's going on? Well, obviously now with the data that I'm hearing from you, um, it's seeming to be possible that the lockdown from um, I'm sorry, uh, that the, the border towns. I, I again, we don't have those da- data points. We're we're specifically in Texas right now, but you could right, kind right. of correlate that. Go, I bet they're having a border crisis right now. And <laughs> yeah, and you know, Arizona never really got hit. Neither did Texas. I mean, we we got we got some some infection, and the Panhandle got hit, and the Dallas, and some. But we never really got hit like any like New York or no or, or New Orleans or or, or even Florida. Detroit. Even Florida yeah. hasn't really been hit, and right. a lot of people, you know, I, I just saw one here. Um, some uh, it was on Bloomberg. Uh, Florida's COVID deaths might rival New York's, and this was written on I think that yes, which uh, is not obviously. Oh, it's obviously. I think that was written on the fourteenth. You know, and it's like you look at the cases. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but obviously, what we're talking about is we're we're we are testing the piss out of everything right now and right that that's what's happening and and i hate to be that guy to kind of go yeah it's because we're testing everybody everyone who moves i mean everybody i believe um uh, and i was talking to tommy about that i go people in the hospitals they're oh man we're our icus are filled up and i'm sorry if you don't have much time but i can do give it no, a little bit longer but uh you know, going going to the ICUs and goes, oh man, these you know, COVID's taken up this much percentage of the, the ICUs, and I'm going, yeah, are you sure though? I mean, like, 
I'm probably sure that everybody in that ICU room is all being tested by, for COVID. Oh uh, yeah, every, everyone that comes into the hospital, everybody gets in the hospital checks in you know, now. But even if you're going to get your knee replaced, exactly, or you something. get your knee replaced, or I said you broke your arm and I, or you're in, right. or you've gotten a horrible car accident. And you're yeah. laid up, and he goes, "Oh, this guy's got COVID." Well, now he's an actual—he's a COVID patient too. On top he's a of COVID every patient, oh, oh, he's counted as COVID now. Yeah, yeah, he's counted as COVID, and he could die. And I think it's unfair. You're looking at the comorbid—I'm co- sorry, uh, Tommy said that funny word, uh, comorbidities, where you have comorbidities, more, yeah, comorbid, morbidity. But uh, yeah, 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 I'm with you. Sorry, I'm, I'm an idiot. That's why I have you on here. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's other things that are happening to you while you're in the hospital, and it's not, you know, I, I think of the uh, the the musician, the songwriter who I can't remember his name right now. It's alluding to me. They were like real sad. He died of COVID, and everybody's yelling at me to put a mask on. And I go, Did you see the guy's uh, like uh, medical? I mean, like this guy's had horrible cancer. Uh, I mean, the guy almost died from that and then on top of this he gets covid i mean it stinks i i i'm sorry for your loss but you can't sit there and go the guy was in great shape and it's just not it's not realistic now the other thing i want to talk about was was um was sweden i don't know if you've seen um have you have you looked at any of this oh yeah i know all about sweden Oh yeah! Oh shit! Alex knows all about Sweden. Well, then let's go on about Sweden because yeah, a lot of I people mean, have. It's been back and forth as if Sweden's not doing the right thing. They're doing the right thing. Is it's probably somewhere probably in the middle. Yeah. So Sweden. I mean, they did the opposite of what we did, right? They went no lockdown. They basically treated it like a bad flu. Like I said, they wash your hands, don't go to work. There was some. You know, some closure here and there of, of some things, but generally, I mean, schools stayed open. They didn't close schools. Uh, and so they went the opposite and, you know, they went for the herd immunity. And I think they realized, uh, based on some scientists, like I said earlier, that knew that this this 80% number uh, just wasn't uh, holding water. Uh, so you know they went they went for it and they're yeah they're they're a little they're a little high if i look at you know worldometers which i'm not real crazy about it but it but it's is not super it's, high like you would think yeah it's no no it's yeah. right in line so they got um they're at 500 and 561 deaths per million and which is right below italy right right below, yeah. and it's below the uk and it's below belgium and it's right above france so they didn't they have the same or the same mortality without having to have shut their entire economy down Shut all their schools down, you know, put thousands and thousands, hundreds, thousands, millions of people out of work. Yeah. Um, and they have the same morbidity and mortality rate as all these other European countries that did the opposite when they shut everything. I mean, the virus, the virus is going to do what it's going to do, especially when we shut down when we did. We shut down by the time people started shutting down, it was already too late. Um, I, th- I think the shut and I think the initial shutdown in the United States wasn't necessarily uh, uh, like a, a bad thing, I think no. we just didn't know. I don't we didn't think know. So. I didn't know. I, right? I was screaming, had, "Do it!" Yeah, had, let's stop for a second. Let's. Just, it's more like yeah. a pause game. Let's let's calm down for a second. Let's figure yeah, out yeah. what's going on. And we then had I such kind bad of bad data. And I was obviously China, without data. And just, it, you and me both. No data. You and me yeah. both had the same reaction to it. Go. Oh, well, I don't know what the hell's going on. So we're gonna. But then as more data rolled in, we go. All right, let's open. Uh, let's get this open. Right. Up. Whereas Sweden was kind of ahead of the game, and they were like, you know what, we we think we can get through this mm. without having to shut down. Cause I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they looked at Italy's numbers. They probably were really hyper on top of Italy and, and France. 
And they probably went, you know what? Based on the IFR, the infection fatality rate, the case fatality rate, the, all this stuff, we think we can get through this without having to, to destroy our economy. And they did it. And I mean, I know some, you know, people and some of the media will say, well, they're, you know, they're, they have a high death rate, but they, again, they're below Italy, they're below Spain, they're below Belgium, and they're right above France. Um, and, and, you know, not too far ahead of the U.S. in deaths per million. So, I mean, obviously, I, I, I think in the end, they're going to be proven right, uh, generally. Um, again, the initial lockdown in the U.S., I don't have a, a, a big problem with. It's just the, the continued, once we got into June, there was just no reason for us to still be in this lockdown state. And many many states still are, and there's still partial lockdowns. And in Dalgo County, you can't even leave your house without... Um, uh, you're you're in full lockdown, and if you get COVID nineteen in Hidalgo County, you have to you have to get the approval of uh, the state health services in order to have anyone to your house or for you to leave your house. Really, I was gonna look yeah. at this real quick. Hold on, uh, I don't know if uh, if you're gonna follow Alex, I don't, I'm gonna put his uh, you know info in the uh, in the show notes. But uh, the guy that follows Alex and Alex uh, Berenson. I don't know if you follow yep. him. He's been really oh, yeah. good, and we're, this is this little graph about herd humanity, uh, herd immunity, and I don't know, kind of makes a little sense there. Um, yeah, it's like without a virus, we almost want to go. We we want to shoot for that, especially with this disease being, uh, you know, with the younger people again. It doesn't. This disease doesn't hit the younger people like even the flu does. So yeah. you want your younger people to kind of almost. You know, you don't want them to get it, but you want them to, to kind of, since most of them aren't even going to know they had it, um, or yeah. they're going to be real mild cases. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, almost a safer version of, I don't know, safer version. But I, you know, back in the day, they would, uh, my parents actually did this to me, and they made me get chicken pox, um, which now we find out now that's not a great thing to do. <laughs> like you shouldn't do that because uh, uh, then you get shingles, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, thanks a lot, yeah. Ma. She, yeah, she great. made me kiss my cousins and stuff. But mm, uh I didn't um, do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> well, you know, white folks. I don't know what they do. <laughs> but we'll we'll say that for another podcast. But yeah. uh yeah, no, not like that, but you know, but uh uh but with this, you know, uh this governor in I don't know where it was, it was was it Missouri? Or uh he kind of was like, Yeah, these kids have got to go to school and some of them are gonna get COVID and majority of them are not going to be, I would say a mass uh, majority of them are not going to be hospitalized. They're going to get it or they might have to, they're going to have to go home and then they're going to come back to school and that's what's going to happen. And I think another thing with these, with these teachers, I'm sorry, teachers. And uh, I don't know if you have any teachers in your family. And I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have some good friends that are teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why teachers believe that they're like the most high and mighty of all folks. I mean, like <laughs> we've all had to go to, we've all had to go to work now. I mean, like you don't look at a Walmart employees and be like, Oh, I can't believe you had to go to work. Well, they've got to go to work. And, right. and I am, I am worried about teachers in a sense, but I'm also like, we still got to go back to school though. I mean, uh, I'm not, the, I don't know. It's, it's complicated. I don't want to get into that part, but no, no, I, I got you. I know what you're saying. I mean, that's the, the, if you look again, like the age stratification charts and who's dying, like the, uh, uh, that going back to that risk of death that you mentioned earlier, um, in the entire nation between the ages of zero and 17, you've had 135 people 
that have passed away from from COVID. 100 in the nation, in right? The that's nation. a 70 that's 74 million population. You've had 135 deaths. So it's like one and a half million is your is your rate <laughs> of of risk, right? Yeah. And then even even when you get into the the um the middle aged folks, it's a little worse than flu. Uh, it's not, you know, it's, but it's not, it's not, you know, 10, 10 times. It's, it's barely twice as, as, as dangerous as the regular flu, which again, I know that's not necessarily like, I, I don't get to decide what people's health is and what no. they, what they choose to do. But I just want, it's like, I'm trying to get that word out. Like, yes, it's, it's a serious virus, but it's not, it's not a drop dead if you get it type deal. It really isn't. I mean, the, even just, if you look at the case fatality rate for anyone under 65, it's, it's, you know, Half half a percent or less, even for the middle aged folks, much less the kids. The kids are, you know, in point zero 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 one percent type type. Well, I'm glad case you. Fatality rate. I'm glad you. I don't know if you released that anytime before, but that's the first time I've seen it, and I think that was just the most illuminating thing that I've seen. I just kind of like, oh, okay, this gives you a little bit more idea of, and that and those numbers, you know, with. Um, might be inflated in some instances. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that I think the COVID numbers are going to go up a little bit. They're going to get a little worse. Obviously, Texas is, is driving some 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 death, but it's not. We're not we're not having the same amount of death we had uh, early on. I mean, we had we had a hundred thousand deaths in you know six weeks, and that's not happening right now. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna increment some you know small percentage of deaths onto the total here the next month or two. Yeah. Uh, but these numbers here are—they're going to change a little bit. They'll reduce for for COVID somewhat. But again, like I said, the zero seventeen. There's been 135 people in the nation uh, in that age bracket that have passed away from COVID, and and then flu. It's you know four times that uh, for twenty you know twenty eighteen flu. Mm-hmm. So um, I just I, let's just kind of try to change people's mindset around thinking that this is not the end of the world in type a, of disease. In a way, I mean it's it's. I would compare it to, to red pilling on COVID is it's just to kind of, Oh yeah. I mean, not to sit there and I'm, I'm not screaming hoax that this isn't real. It's, it's just right it's, it's quit, a serious virus. But being binary about everything. I still think, um, yes, nuance. Uh, yeah. Very nuanced. But I think we still need to be very careful. I think we need to, um, again, it's a bad flu. Wash your hands. Uh, I'm even, I'm even, um, I'm not saying I'm, I was never, truly anti-mask i was just let's have the mask in certain areas i'm like right um, yeah i'm not anti-mask either i think you know i think there's some situations for sure where if you're in close quarters or if you're getting a haircut or you're getting some things like that i think it's totally uh, makes sense to have mask on um i I think i mentioned in another interview i had i I think that the i'm afraid the governor's putting a lot of value on the mask Right. When I don't think the mask is really doing a whole lot, I think it's doing a little bit. Um, but especially the mask we're wearing, right? The mask, unless we're wearing N90, N95 or greater, exactly. these masks really aren't. Uh, I mean, they're helping with sneezing. Like if you sneeze, you keep the sneeze in. I, I get that piece. Well, but it's, it's, a, it's a small value, I think, the mask add as opposed to what Abbott's doing and what a lot of, not but, even Trump did it. But, but, like, hey, the mask are yeah. the solution. Well, yeah. I, I think you should. L- put it in a sense of uh don't let your guard down because that's like that's what some some worry is that you wear the mask and you just f you know i can go around in portland and burn things down but no right, no right. I, but no you shouldn't really like you know it's almost like a 
a cloak over you and like, oh, I can I can kind of travel a little easier. Whereas, you know, I was at the dentist office with my daughter. She was getting her tinkling, but I was in the room with her and I wore a mask and I was happy to. I was I was totally fine. It makes everybody feel comfortable. But then I found myself like I have like natural like allergies or I'll just start kind of <clears throat> like coughing or whatever. Right. And I was like, this is a good idea. I should probably have a mask in this confined area yeah. where we're all close together, you know. But sure. if I'm outside at the park, I think having a mask in is Yeah, outdoor just, mask wearing. It's, it's just it's, utterly ridiculous. It's There's no it need for it because they see the, I mean, tra- the, the transmission. I was looking at the numbers on outdoor. That there's some studies. I think there was a study where they studied 7,000 outbreaks in China. And you know, China Ooh, Chinese data you gotta take it with a grain of salt. But seven thousand outbreaks, not seven thousand people, seven thousand outbreaks, right? They found one case, two people that caught it outside, and it was because they were sitting right next to each other talking to each other outdoors. Otherwise, I mean, there's just there's just not enough, especially if you're a couple of feet apart, there's just not enough uh enclosed area and the close like the air is there's too much air. For, for to disperse the you know the the droplets to to help to, to have outdoor um, transmission. So yeah, the outdoor wearing a mask, I'm I'm not a big fan of. I hope it doesn't come to Texas. I know it happened in Ohio today, where you got to wear a mask as soon as you leave your house. I think starting at six o'clock p.m. tonight. Well, obviously, yeah, I, yeah obviously, I with this, obviously with this mask, and as I said, I'm I'm I lean a little bit more libertarian. Is I think this should be more of a. Uh, like I hate to say what Trump did was actually good, but you know, use this as a as a patriotic thing. This is nice, you know. Yeah, wear, wear, I agree with that too. Wear your mask, and it's a nice thing to do. Da 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 da. But when we get into, uh, we're gonna start dragging people out of the street, and because you didn't wear your mask today, or you know, and we're gonna put you in the paddy wagon, which is even funnier. Like we should take you to jail. Like they were, yeah. they were taking people out of jail so they wouldn't get COVID, but then we're gonna put right. people in the jail for. <laughs> for not following yeah. those orders. And and I don't know if it's a if it's a layered approach that we're taking, but you know, if we're all wearing a mask, then I'm not sure why there's I'm trying to understand what the rest of the lockdown measures are. Like why can't we if you have to wear a mask indoors and why can't we have bars reopen in Texas or why can't we have California reopen if everyone is required to wear a mask indoors or even outdoors. Let's let's say we make it all mask wearing has to happen outside your house no matter what. Then, then why do we have to have schools not open? You know, the universities. I've heard. I've been reading that they're they're going to be mostly virtual. There'll be some some campus, but they all have to wear a mask on campus. And so, if the masks actually work, then why are we not allowing schools to be fully open? Then you because know what you're I mean? stuck like, in a weird hole where I have to. I know. I man. have to realize. Well. Wear the mask because it will save your life. Okay, well, oh, did Alex just leave? But oh, are you still? No, there? I'm here. Okay, sorry, yeah. your your picture probably just went out. But uh, oh, gotcha. I was on my phone. But uh, yeah, you'd have to almost uh, admit that. Uh, yeah, I have I have a little bit more of a uh, an agenda. I feel like in some of these people, you know, and it's even crazier when I, I I've I've ran into you and you're very analytical guy. You know, you even talk about sports. I have guys that you know I. I know and trust and they're very analytical people when they talk about sports and then they get to this and they've just completely lost their mind and and i would say brain dead on this and just go we just gotta stop and it's like have you looked at all the stats on it and have you looked at all the numbers on it no i haven't no okay well why don't you go and oh i one last thing before we go um yeah so the biggest 
Um, I would say um, thing to the schools is they they talk about the lingering effects of COVID, and I don't even know really what that truly mean. Uh, like uh, I've seen uh, I've seen people go. You know, you'll get blood clots. You'll have all this other stuff happen to you. That they, I saw. I'm not gonna say who it was. It was a family member of mine, but they listed all these, you know, symptoms of what COVID is. And I go, so COVID's just everything. You could just, I mean, like literally put everything on the list that you, symptoms. I mean, that's that's like a recipe for like a neurotic person to just lose their mind looking at COVID. Right. Like I, my leg hurts. Oh, I think it's COVID. Ah, just like it, you need to calm down with that. But have you seen anything as far as what people call lingering effects? So like if you have COVID, you uh, have heard the losing sense of smell or you have diminished lung capacity. Is there any, uh, has there found any truth? I mean, since this is your fucking hobby. Yeah. <laughs> that's my terrible, my terrible, terrible hobby. Yeah. yeah. So I remember back in April and May, there was a, a lot of kind of noise on in, in media around the Kawasaki uh, syndrome that was occurring in some kids. And I remember that, you know, they were even having for a little while, like a daily, daily counter on how many kids were reporting Kawasaki uh, illness. And, I think it, I mean, it ended up being eight, 900 kids and then they just kind of died out and you don't hear anything about Kawasaki anymore. So I'm not, I'm not saying that there's any, that there's not any possibility that there's, uh, you know, some lingering effects, but again, I'm like, we're at the point now where we're, we're teetering on the brink of collapse, right? And our, our kids being home, we're, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of things around kids being home and there's, you know, kids being home all day for six months and you got not not every parent is out there is a you know wearing a gold medal around their their neck as a parent of the year. You got a lot of child abuse happening. You got a lot of kids that aren't aren't being fed because they they rely on the schools to feed them. Uh, you know, free lunch and free breakfast. I I was one of those kids that was on free breakfast and free lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if I didn't have that, I don't know how I would have you know made it through high school. Um, so um, uh, there's there's all sorts of things that are you know social social interaction that they're not getting i think the risk of of not having that is 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 starting to way way outweigh um the risk of covid especially with that again we know covid is a, a more of an older person's disease and it is a younger person's disease the numbers are 100 percent bearing that out um i think the adults uh, that are teaching and the parents will be you know there has to be some mitigation but i think it's generally not that much more than flu and then it's really the grandparents, right? That's what you, that's a population you have to protect out of school. So I don't know if you, you may not allow grandparents to come see plays or, or whatever, uh, whatever things you want to do, but these kids got to be in school, man. Yeah. I, I just don't know how you can continue a whole nother school year and having all the side effects of not being in school happening and thinking that you're doing something good by keeping them from COVID when COVID isn't getting in these kids. These kids are not, and they're, and they're not trying, you know why the reason they're not dying, that the reason there's only 135 deaths from COVID for age zero to 17, it's because it's, they just don't carry the virus like the adults do, right? They call it a viral load. They just don't have that um, in them. Like it doesn't, it doesn't impact them. And so they're not super transmissible, uh, transmissible. Like they don't, you don't take a kid, go home and that kid be the source of all the infection in the household. Like there's studies showing, that the source of infections in these households are coming from the adults, not from the kids, because the kids just this 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 disease just doesn't 
doesn't get to them for whatever reason. Hmm. So there's, it's like, there's just the reasons for not going to school are just going down by the day, but yet we just don't seem to, we just don't seem to hear that, but you know, I can't fix that. I just keep putting numbers out. No, I can do. I'm good with that. I mean, I think we've, I think we've hit as much as we can. And, you know, I, I would, if we if we get any more out of this, any more numbers, I'd I'd like to have you back on and and I mean I guess we could, but I mean but yeah yeah and yeah. also I oh. mean I would love for anybody if I'd say you're Mister you know this is the worst thing ever I mean I I would love to hear from you I would love to see you know kind of what are your what is your rationale for just what is your end game like what do you okay we lock everything down then what okay then we now we have to wait for a uh, a vaccine. Well, I don't know if that's entirely reasonable. It's not something we had SARS and we never even had a, a vaccine yeah. for that. We just Mad ha- cow disease. Uh, the uh, what's the one? H one N one. There was of all sorts of. Uh, uh, I'm one blank on the name. Sorry, the but there was yeah, there was one like ten flu? years. Yeah, swine flu. Swine yeah. flu. Yeah, I mean they shut the schools down for a week for sh- for swine flu because you know, uh, at least in Texas they did. That's right. They and, did, and that was it. So, because they, 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 you know, but and not then for some of the kids got for, it. I, I even knew some people that did get yeah, it. Yeah, my then, son got it. And then they, they, they got over it. It was a flu. Right. So, it's, it's, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would love to hear from anybody who's, who's got a, a different opinion on Cause I'm, I'm, I'm at all ears. But when I'm hearing the, the ones that I'm hearing, it's not fleshing out. I, mean, I don't know if you you said you're you know that's just kind of funny when talking to you and you're getting this uh, you're getting this reckoning. You got retreated by someone today that I I know nationally. Um, I was like this guy's uh, he lives in Flower Mound. I used to live in Louisville, so okay, uh, yeah, we we could be we were probably neighbors at one point. But uh, yeah, I can throw a rock and hit Louisville. Exactly, man. I used to go there all the time. So, and I see. Um, I really literally lost what I was going with that, but I, um, that, yeah, I've gained some followers but, or whatever, but, well, you're, but you're back a, from flower mound. You're a P one. And I don't know if, if you still listen to the ticket currently, Oh yeah, but, uh, the musers in the morning. And I guess it's the only ones I've been able to, to really listen about with COVID. And I feel like they've lost their mind and had, have, have kind of lost any critical thought that they have with, with dealing with COVID. Yeah, the sport, the sports stations in general, it seems like the they mostly have. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what the reason is for that. I'm, I I do like it when they kind of move off that topic because it's they don't they know less about it than I do. I feel and the, but they feel you know they have this platform, which is fine. They they they've earned their they platform. They have other right. Yeah. Yeah. So but, they say it, but I mean, I usually change the channel and put it on you know uh, my Spotify when that starts happening. Especially oh, if I, I go to another station and they're doing the same thing on the other station, which I don't. I only listen to them during the commercials for the ticket, and they're doing the same thing. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Just forget it. I'm just gonna put on my Spotify and free. But I guess so. I guess I would just like a differing of thought. Like it's like just the same same thing every day, and I'm like, so no one's gonna jump in with any type of other differing opinion on this it's just we can't we can't allow anything to lock up we we got to stay down and i'm like okay so no one else has any uh, so i I was just wondering because i thought it was funny whenever we were talking you're like oh yeah i'm actually a p1 i was like oh that's even fucking cooler i was like uh (laughs) yeah since oh two man oh yeah well yeah glad to hear it i'm glad you uh you like the bob sturm interview hopefully maybe you'll yeah uh, what's good 
Yeah, I, hopefully. I want to listen to Follow Well too. Listen to Follow Well. Follow Well. What's great about this is um, it's turned into a. Uh, you kind of sound like a like an artiste, but it's a passion project of mine. You know, like you have your dumb COVID thing, and I have <laughs> I have my Worst dumb hobby po- ever. <laughs> I have my dumb podcast, but it's it's gotten to it's gotten to a point where uh, you know you get to talk. I mean, it's kind of fun that we get to have these conversations. Uh, you know, where maybe in long form conversations, if you were on the musers, you get fifteen minutes, and you'd have to explain every t- everything to them in that fifteen minute you know spot segment. Where, yeah, and I'm like. All right, I don't think you could probably voice yourself that quickly or that succinct. And yeah, no, this know, is fun. You know, I guess that's what's what's good about this. And then also, I get to you know, I get to interview Bob. You're kind of like, I, you know, it was listening it to Bob. It was blowing my mind a little bit, but it was even weirder. Was when I interviewed Grego. I was interviewing. Oh Gre- yeah, I need to listen to Bob. I was, I was, I was listening. I was hearing Greg, and I'm like, I can't believe I hear this voice I've heard for years and years, and he's on the other line with me. It's That's so, nuts. It's so funny. So yeah, it's been a good time. But I, I've, I'm serious, Alex. I'd like to have you back on, and we'll, we'll, we could. Uh, we could, if there's more stuff that's going to come out of this, we'll we'll gladly uh, refute everything that we've said on this podcast. Oh my gosh, man. I'm so I'm so over this, man. I mean, I'm ready to be done with this as a hobby. Well, I guess you <laughs> I'm know, so. Over, I hope this COVID thing's over. But how I did mean, the Rangers I don't know. do today? No one knows, right? <laughs> I was like, how did the Rangers do today? I don't th- exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm ready for. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you are. I watched yesterday. Jeez. <laughs> Like, oh, I didn't get to see it. I'm so involved that I don't even. I'm not even thinking about this, sports. I need to. This team, I need to turn my sports brain back on. I think maybe you need to take maybe an hour or so to watch horrible, I do. Ba- horrible Ranger baseball, and then yeah, <laughs> no more. I don't need to be reading a a, a paper from Michael Levitt. No, I need to be watching some baseball. I think I think it would be good for your mental mental health. Probably just so. To kind of uh, take a little right. bit. So, all right, Alex. I think right, I think we've beaten this dead horse. And uh, I think it's time to go, Alex. What do you? Right, Brad, uh, where, where should they follow you on on the Twitter? Because that's, I guess your f- claim to fame has been on Twitter. I guess so. Uh, it's just the real A Rod, nineteen eighty four. The real A Rod. <laughs> so <laughs> I will. I will. I'm going to put a picture of A Rod on the on the title, if that's all right. Just, all right, man. Just to maybe get some excitement. You're like, hey, okay. Brad just interviewed. That'll work. <laughs> Brad just interviewed A Rod. <laughs> yeah, put that. Put a picture of. <laughs> Him and J Lo together and exactly. Say, uh, well, that'll tell Jen- they'll sucker him in. Tell Jennifer I said hi. Okay. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.